Get some recipes. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can't believe you've done this. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast, a podcast that explores personal evolution through our choices and overcoming life's challenges. The Evolve community is your ultimate destination for personal growth and evolution. True to form, I'm, I get to continue to be the dumbest person in the room. That's fantastic. Thank you. Did you ever get a, uh, uh, a quantum physical uh, explanation for how to uh, bake a meatloaf from a porn star? Bake a meatloaf from a porn star? All right, gents. Uh, so since we are the guests and the host today, I want to know what you guys are listening to right now. Miles, what's, uh, what's on the playlist for you? What am I listening to right now? I'm actually listening yeah, to um, Oscar Peterson's Sea Jam Blues. It's this really crazy up-tempo uh, blues, jazz blues piece played in the key of C major. And What's uh, the name started Sea Jam Blues. Sea Jam Blues by Oscar yeah. Peterson. Okay. Oscar Peterson. Like he's one of the most one of the most renowned jazz pianist and um it just flawless technique power speed clarity and um does he we write were, his own music or is he yeah he writes his own i mean he's since passed okay. away but he writes his own music oh okay and he's one of the most prolific pian pianists in jamming if you sit down and talk to any jazz historian about the greatest pianist he's like in the top five art tatum um oscar peterson that they're like in the top five of all of them. Miles and Riley. I, I, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. I wish. All right. Casey, how about you? What are you, what are you listening to? What's inspiring you right now? We have an episode with uh, Lyle. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, I've had a lot down, of great feedback on that one. I, people I wrote just down, text me randomly. Yeah. I wrote down so many artists names but i tell you i every day now i am listening to a bunch of songs from paul caven and i love that guy that's great music oh paul coffin coffin sorry coffin yeah okay yeah he's great isn't he oh my gosh yeah it's like listening and, and to I, uh, a newer version of uh yeah there's a lot Man of johnny Black. cash there's yeah, a lot of johnny, johnny cash, cash in there yeah there's some yeah. songs that don't remind me at all of johnny cash but there's several that right. um, that do uh it's good stuff so that's awesome really that's funny like because it. uh my my wife gives me a hard time whenever i listen to johnny cash and then one day i had paul coffin on and she goes well oh, i like this johnny cash song i said well that's great because it's not johnny cash it's actually paul coffin <laughs> it like sounds just like him <laughs> like him. just is this his brother yeah yes yeah yes. the brother Steve, from another what's, uh, what's happening in your world with music and influence what do you got going I, on it, you know, it's funny because I tend to be all over the place with music. Yeah. And uh, lately I have been the radio station that I would listen to on my way to work. I got really, I, I had to turn it off because I turn it on and it's like all they talk about now is coronavirus or politics. Yeah. And I got oh. so bored. It's like yeah. pick other topics for instance. You've been yeah. talking about coronavirus for a year. 
I don't, you, you keep saying the same things about politics. Like there's nothing interesting about what they're saying. And so I switched over and I'm listening to the hard rock channel and uh, quiet riot came on the other no. day. And that took me back. <laughs> Mental health was the oh, song. Man. And it took me back to when I was a little kid, yeah. um, you know, banging your head. Middle um, school. And yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, uh, so the, the I, I downloaded recently, uh, and then you know a, a song by, by Kiss came on, and so my most recent downloads in my uh, in my phone are Andy's from Rock Kiss Band, and Quiet Riot, yeah. Um, and I have to change the channel every time Danielle gets in the car with yeah. me because she hates listening to that stuff. Don't let your uh, hair grow out. I'm trying. It's receding. And, <laughs> it's yeah, receding. I mean, you know, it's receding, and it is not as thick and bushy as it once was. Yeah. And with that, folks, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast, a podcast that explores personal evolution to our choices and overcoming the challenges life throws at us. Uh, in nothing but his leather chaps straddling the seat of his motorcycle wow. in Las Vegas, Nevada, is Casey Mitch Mitchell. Casey, welcome. Hey, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I was on, I was on that, I was on that iron horse yesterday. So a beautiful day down there, huh? Yeah. And yeah. the man who has turned down multiple offers to be on the television show The Bachelor, coming to us <laughs> from the upper end of Ohio, is W. Miles Riley. Miles, welcome. Oh, thanks. Glad to be here. Talk to you guys about all kinds of juicy topics. I think they're coming yes. out with the senior version of Bachelor, Miles. Ooh. You might make that. Yeah, they kicked me off the first day. <laughs> that might be your thing. Yeah. I love it. Get rid of me the first day. <laughs> I don't know. You bring up some interesting stuff. And currently staring into the white tundra that is Utah, I'm Steve Cutler. We've had over 17 inches up at the resorts in the last 24 hours. Oh, and my it gosh. It is the middle Seriously? of March. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. So, guys. That was funny you uh, said that. Yeah. It's funny you said that. You know, Utah is 1% black. So, when you said white tundra, I thought you were talking about race and you're talking about the snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next topic. We're not going there. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, your, that's the Overland Ohio one percent they go down. Yeah. <laughs> I think that stat changed when you moved because I think we might be 0.9 percent after you moved. Well, I, I I miss that place like ridiculously. Yeah, it misses you for sure. This is every once in a while I go on Google Maps and then I just go right to my neighborhood and start moving around Utah, downtown Salt Lake City <laughs> on my Google Maps, like I'm going to the places that I used to hang out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you'll have to text me. I'll I'll go FaceTime and show you the places. We'll do a walking <laughs> tour. Well, guys, you, you know that feeling you get when you put on a shirt and it just makes you feel great? It's like the right weight, the right fit, uh, especially like on your chest and your arms, and it just makes you feel like a million bucks. Um, that's how hang, I feel. Like wearing my, just, it's got to hang just right on my belly. Well, that. and it's got to be long enough, you know, because yeah. I hate those T-shirts that make you feel like you're wearing a belly shirt. Yeah. So it's got to be yeah. long enough, to, and it's just got to be that perfect fit. But that's how I feel today wearing our new Disrupt T-shirt. Uh, my two favorite styles that we've just dropped on the website are the Disrupt T-shirt and the Real Men Meditate T-shirt. 
they're comfortable. The fit, the length, everything is just right. Miles, I think when you got yours the other day, tell me, uh, tell our listeners what what happened when yours came in the mail. Well, I I literally just put on a brand new T-shirt. I keep them in my drawer, and I put on a brand new T-shirt, and then. Later on, I went to check the mail and my Real Men Meditate shirt had arrived. So I kind of open it up and shake it out. And I really love the texture on what, what it felt like. And then I put the shirt on and I just thought, oh my God, this is really nice. It was like putting on this light cottony, it fit just right. Um, I'm actually wearing it right now. It looks good. And it just, it really does fit just right. It really does fit right. It, 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 it almost streamlines me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you look very skilled. The word is almost, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really, it, no, but really it's a really comfortable, comfortable t-shirt. Yeah, so guys, if you want to check out our new I think new we just did a Hanes commercial. <laughs> it's it's not tagless like Michael Jordan's Hanes oh, t-shirts, but uh, yeah, they do feel fit great. So if you want to check those out, go to evolve-cast.com. You can check out our shop. Uh, we've got a lot of great new drops up there. Uh, the Disrupt and the Real Men Meditator are our favorites right now. So, guys, it, it's time. You know, spring is here. You wouldn't know it looking out the window in Utah, but spring is here. inches of snow. Oh, it's unbelievable. But it's time for some spring cleaning. No more excuses. No more bad habits. We're going to disrupt and clean out the cobwebs. And we want to welcome our listeners to Disrupt 2. So we did our first episode on this concept of disruption, and we, we've we recorded, I believe, 10 or 11 episodes uh, and a couple of bonuses with some guests, and we felt like that it was time to revisit the concept of disrupt because it's springtime. We're coming out of the most of the lockdowns of this pandemic and the economy is opening back up a lot of people are starting to get out more people are traveling more and people are starting to see more money in their bank accounts whether it's a check coming from uncle joe or it's uh the fact that they are working more so with that we want to talk about how do you disrupt what are some habits that you got into during this pandemic that are no longer serving you and how do you need to disrupt and create some new habits? So guys, let's, uh, where, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with habits or uh, do we want to start with what is, uh, what do you, what are you holding on to that uh, you want to get rid of? Well, I'm interesting on this is why is it that it's in the springtime? Do we feel a desire of sorts <laughs> to, change or you know hang that french cut speedo on the door and say i gotta fit in that in three months yeah. i mean what is it that what is it that we why do we do that why do we do that why do we think that way every spring yeah my guess is miles has got a metaphysical answer and i'm going to give a practical one <laughs> you want to go metaphysical I, yeah let's, let's it's things are and, and it's really interesting you you pose that question Casey, because it would seem like the cleaning should come in fall when things are dying. In spring, things are blooming. Yeah, new life. 
and and it's new life and renewal. So maybe it has a lot to do with just the whole idea of renewal. And it, that in order to renew, and, and I have a tough time, I have a tough time getting rid of stuff. I'm not a pack rat by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a tough time letting things go. And, and I have this little mental game I play with myself. I call it pulling on my putting on my politician's hat and then saying, I gotta make the tough choices. So I look at my closet and I look at, you know, some really nice clothes and I go, I'm sorry, you got to go. I look at books and go, you got to go. I look at things that that are extraneous, but I've had, I have an emotional attachment to them and it's a tough time to get rid of them. But you have a wise spring, wise spring. Yeah, so let's. I, I think you're. I think Miles hit the nail on the head from my perspective. That it's so. Spring is a creative time. You think about spring and what happens. We we're coming out of the winter where right. most of the world, or, or at least the upper half of the world, I should say, is sitting under a blanket of snow. It's been cold. Right. There's ice. Everything is dormant. Uh, not everything has died. It's just dormant. And we start right. to wake up. We go into this yeah. creative mentality. Creation is, um, or when you're creative, you are thinking about growth. You're thinking about forward movement. In winter, we tend to go into more of a hibernative type uh, feeling. And so right. I think that we want to clean because we look and we see things blooming and creativity sparks. We start to see blue skies more often. Blue is the color of creativity and it sparks something mm-hmm. in us that says it's time for us to create. In fact, one of the things I learned from a mentor years ago and one of the reasons why I, I uh, always write in a blue pen is that color blue sparks something in the brain that tells you that it's okay to create. And then when I highlight, I highlight in green because I want to learn and and be creative, but then I want to highlight in green, which is the color of love. And so I want to learn it and then I want to love it. So Hmm. creativity is sparked in the springtime. You think about the pagan uh, rituals that uh, we have now adopted into Christianity uh, that we call Easter. Um, The the, uh, pagan rituals and the pagan traditions were all about creation, Easter, as it originally was, was a, uh, you know, an homage to the creation, uh, to, to sex, to creating. And so I think that there's a lot of this creative power that is generated as we come into springtime. So I think it's a great time to, yeah. first and foremost, to clean out and to get rid of stuff. Because when you clean out your space, when you clean out your mind, you are you're, you're more open to whatever you're going to plant and yeah. that you want to nurture and grow. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about the cleaning. Let's let's clean house a little bit. Um, now, all of us during this pandemic and over the last year picked up habits that were not healthy for us. All of us said whether it was a, a, a mental practice, whether it was a physical practice, we all did something and some of that became a byproduct of the fact that we were locked down and we couldn't go places and do things like we used to. Some of that just became a byproduct of the fact that maybe we weren't feeling good mentally and emotionally. But let's go through and talk about what's some spring cleaning that you're doing or some spring cleaning that you think our listeners can go through right now. 
Miles, let's start with you. Mm. Well, some of the things that you said that I'm actually doing is, again, um, I have a tough time with it, but I pare down, pare down clothes. Um, and you know, the thing is, is that when I do this stuff, psychologically, I feel leaner. Yeah. Mm. Lean. Um, and I, I was gonna, actually going to do this this week, but my son is on spring break. So I'm going to spend the time with him. But one of the things, and this might sound really weird, is I do a deep cleaning and a rebuying of things in my refrigerator. Like I literally take everything out, see what I need to throw away, clean the shelves, clean the inside of it, go out, buy fresh produce, put it in the refrigerator. And just that feeling of looking at like nutrient rich foods in the refrigerator. Um, spring is usually a time where um, I experiment more with vegetarianism. In the summertime, mm -hmm. I play with being a vegan. In the fall, I start to add those things back. And then in the wintertime, I'll put a steak on anything. So, <laughs> so you know, I Brownies try to, topped with steaks. Brownies topped with steak. A steak on yeah. a steak was a brownie. <laughs> a steak Oreo cookie. Steak, Ooh, like oreo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> steak oreo. Oh, that sounds awesome and disgusting all at the same time. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel. Steak with so I, what, what I, I guess I'm really trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to get psychologically lean. And the one of the external ways to get psychologically lean is those things. Clothes, um, books that I'm just hanging on for ego purposes. So when somebody comes over to my house and they see the book, I go, I know I've read that and I'm cool, which I haven't. <laughs> so I need to get rid of that. So I just try to get psychologically lean. Okay. In the spring. I like that. I think and, and there's, there's a lot to it because we are tied to our things. We are not our things, but we're certainly tied to them. And when we, we sure are. when we get rid of stuff, it's amazing what happens. Um, you know, I, I do the same thing where I'll go through and I'll get rid of things um, and I'll really question, what do, do I really need this? Is it really adding value to my life? Uh, years ago, I read that book by Marie Kondo on uh, where the, the main question that she asks when you have something is you hold it in your hand and you say, okay, does this spark some sort of joy inside of me? And if it doesn't, then it's time to get rid of it. So I think that, uh, you know, cleaning up the physical space does create some psychological leanness. I love that. Yeah. Casey, how about you? What, are, what, do you uh, what do you need to lean out? What do you need to clean out for springtime? I need to uh, do a lot of things, but I've realized this, as you guys have been talking and thinking about this question, this past year, I've realized that I have had a lot of focus and emotion involved in relationships and mm -hmm. I need to do a lot of cleaning up of relationships and mm. figuring out <laughs> this is Casey announcing his retirement from the Evolve podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I'm like you to I'm leaving two people that I need to not discuss things <laughs> with anymore no, <laughs> Thanks. but uh it's interesting because uh, you know I I'm, I'm with you on the things you said, Miles, of uh, 
getting rid of some clothes or some books or whatever the case may be, or just even if it's just reorganizing your room, your office, whatever, that makes it feel cleaner and cleaner and and gives it a different look. Um, But for me, this this springs and this time frame for me is really about a lot of relationships of of how do I do I continue in the relationship? If so, is it how does it become more healthy? Or is it best to lean it out a little bit and pull back and, and allow the and, and just allow the relationship to be what it's going to be without pushing yeah. too hard? Um, and I'm not just talking about within the walls of my home. I, I'm 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 thinking more of my wife, my kids, my my mother, my father, my siblings, the people I work with, the interactions I have on a regular basis. Those type of relationships. Am I adding? On my side, the accountability, am I adding to the success and health and happiness of that other person in that relationship? Or am I am I becoming a person like, oh, here he comes again. He's going to freaking talk about that and this. And I don't want to hear it. And I don't. Why is he walking over here? I wish he wouldn't walk over here. Oh, there's this text again about this. What am I doing? Um, so it really has made me think a lot about that. And, and yeah. uh, you know, the spring cleaning aspect of life uh is has always been a big thing and i think it's uh i think it's we you know we joke about it like hanging the swimming suit on the wall and working towards that visual goal in three months or whatever the case may be but i don't think it's any different from anything else hang that relationship on the wall hang that uh yeah. that goal on the wall whatever that is what am i doing to get there what am i what am i cleaning out of my life because i have always found the benefit um always in less is more focus on the things that matter it's okay not to know and it's okay to be okay just worth what's going on and those things seem to really help me so i think that's where I i'm at this spring. when you think about relationships those are things i mean we we yeah. own and possess the relationship not the person right but we possess part of that relationship yeah, it's a emotions, shared yeah. ownership between you yeah. and another person once you start a relationship a friendship with somebody um there is now a new entity it's you yeah. it's the other person and then there's this new entity that you own yeah. that is the relationship and so your part of ownership in that is just like what miles is talking about when he cleans out his refrigerator so that he can see how he wants to rebuild it um I I think it really, there's a lot of parallels in there. And I think it's a very wise thing. So relationships are an interesting topic for me because we tend to do relationships, whatever it is, a friendship, a a marriage, a uh, a father, son, whatever. And we don't really think through it enough. We don't stop like you're talking about, Casey, and evaluate and say, okay, where am I at in this relationship? What are my inputs? What are my outputs? is it really working? And if it's not, how do I change it? How do I disrupt yeah. it? How do I make it something that was different? Um, I, and I, you know, it, it, it's something that you, you got to define. What are you, what's working? Yeah. What do you want out of it? And how do you change it? And it's also, sorry, go ahead, Miles. It's tough because, you know, in a relationship, it's a living, breathing thing. You know, it's not right. an inanimate right. object like, you know, yep. like some shirts. I got to get rid of this shirt, you know, and so you start. Shirt to does, the shirt doesn't argue back with you. Like, right, okay, the shirt I'll, doesn't right. argue back. Right. Get I your ass in the bag and you're going to Goodwill. 
You know, you, you can't look at somebody you're in a relationship is... with and go, I'm taking you to goodwill. I'm getting rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, you know, there's you know, that emotional part. And the tricky thing about it is, let's, in terms of, uh, say, just transactional things, looking at it from a transactional perspective, which yeah. makes it tricky, is if a relationship, say you're not getting anything from it, but the person gets a lot from you. It becomes tricky, you know, and how do you, well, you have to decide how kinds? healthy that is? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, well, there's, and there's, a, you... there's a concept in there because you're, you're bringing up something that it, many relationships can be very heavily weighted towards one side. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we we either go into that and we are the person that's facilitating or right. we're the person that is pulling towards us, right? Yeah. So I, I I think that there's this idea, I'm trying to what's his name? Marshall Rosenberg talked about this in his in his book, uh, Nonviolent Communication. It, that I, I think it's one of the most beautiful strategies when it comes to cleaning up a relationship. If if you're on the heavier side and you're taking uh, everything on your yourself, or you're on the lighter side where everything is being taken, um, it, either way, this works perfectly to clean up the relationship. If everybody in the relationship, so it, let's say it's a relationship of two people, owned their emotion, their need, and then worked on the strategy, that solves everything. So let's say that, you know, Miles and I have a friendship and I, I'm feeling uh, frustrated about something. So that's my emotion. My emotion might be a feeling of frustration. I say, Miles, here's how I'm feeling. What I need is, and I talk to him about what my need is. So I need to feel valued in our relationship. I need to feel like that when I talk, you listen and, you know, that there's an interchange of ideas. Yes, and right, right now, I don't have that need being met. Now, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the strategy. Now that you know what my emotion is and my need, I want to talk together to see how can we make that, how can we, how can I get my needs met? And then Miles might say, well, I'm glad you bring that up. I feel um, like our communication isn't working very well either. And so I'm feeling a little bit stifled in the communication and my need is for that same type of connection. So let's talk about the strategy. And what, what, that does, because I've used this multiple times, and I wish everybody would use it. When you define your emotion, you own it, right? Go back to what Todd Sylvester talked about in one of our episodes where he said that whatever follows I am follows you. So if I am feeling something, it's mine. I feel that emotion, but then I yeah. also have a need. Then I talk about my need. Now, here's, here's where it goes from me to we, and that's where we talk about strategy. So I'm not going to come in and say, you have to do this because that's not really how relationships work. But I want to come in and say, here's my emotion. Here's my need. Let's talk about strategy. I've never seen that thing fail. Hundreds of times using it, if not thousands of times using it, I've never seen that strategy fail. And it is, I mean, it's like the Swiffer or sweeper where it picks up the dust and the dirt and it's like magnet to clean up a relationship. Well, this is where social media can become really important because you just look at some people and go, I'm sorry, I'm moving you to Facebook. Oh, you, I'm moving you to Instagram. So we can't be friends in real life, but I'm moving you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, it's but that happens because we don't clean it up. 
Yeah, I, case? I, well, we're talking I, about. I, go ahead. Go ahead, Case. Well, we're talking about in the spring clean aspect and disruption. And if you choose to disrupt a relationship for whatever reasons, if you haven't thought through that, okay, I'm about to do a disruption here. And here's why I'm doing it for me. And you, we can't ever control how the other person responds, thinks, or feels. But here's why I'm in, invoking this disruption. Mm -hmm. And and what's the long term benefits? What's the long term things that are not going to be so great? Um, I, if you haven't thought through that, I mean, I would I would strongly suggest that that's something that before you have that conversation or or action, that you maybe write it out, think about it, uh, because I've done that. I, not I've done it in the I feel in the right way where I've evoked a big time disruption in a in a in a family relationship that um, has continues to be a very uh, interesting thing going on for years. And um, it's, uh, it's been very healthy and beneficial on my side. I don't know how the other side, because the other side has chosen to take a course of I, I hope that they didn't take that course, but that's the course they took. And so the the part of that, there's the communication side and the the back and forth side is gone. So I don't know, but I know the benefits that come have come into my life on the healthy mental emotional side because of the disruption I caused. And and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? And I can't force somebody to see it my way or feel it my way or see the benefits if, if it, they just have to figure it out themselves. So I, it's an interesting yeah. thing when you disrupt a relationship, you have to be very careful because there's a long-term good or bad there. I mean, also right. think about the times when you were a teenager and well, you're in your early twenties and you know, the girl that just breaks up with you because that's a disruption. <laughs> that is, yeah, that, exactly. that sucks. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, yeah. and it, you know, and there's nothing, really subtle about it you know I, I remember this one woman i can thinking of her right now when she broke up with me i was crushed <laughs> and, I, and i look back yeah. on it now and she just it was a disruption apparently yeah. she wasn't getting what she wanted or the way she wanted she said you know miles i really don't want to see you anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's a little disruption it was no no thought put in like my feelings it was just like see you i'm out i'm out yeah i'm out well there's those and kind too and then you speak of the spring stuff as you guys have been talking. You think about, you know, uh, in Utah the, the snow melts, and in Ohio the snow melts, and in the desert it just goes from less brown to a little bit of green, and uh, <laughs> and, and and it goes from really nice weather to it's about to get really crappy hot, and uh, so. It, it, but that whole thing is interesting because as as I was walking today. Uh, this morning, um, I started uh, smelling spring. You smell the the flowers, the pollen, the the yeah. trees coming to life, and and I, I would think in a in a way that I can't explain it that that all that all has to affect us, right? That all has to have some type of effect. Oh, yeah. Like things are coming to life literally around me. They weren't yeah. dead; they were dormant, but they're coming back to 
their true form, their true, the, the state of which they were created to be. And, and that has to have right. some kind of effect on the human psyche as I'm walking around smelling, smelling, ah, it smells wonderful. And I'm breathing this air and I'm a little bit lighter in my step and, and things like that. I mean, that all plays into this whole spring cleaning disruption thing. And I had so much yeah. good clarity in my walk and, and, and thinking about conversations and, and thinking about the week ahead and, and that, that what am I going to disrupt in a great way this week? You know, I'm having those kind of thoughts. So I think the whole, I love the concept of the spring cleaning and everybody should make note of that. And, 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 and this week, write that down. What are you doing? What are you doing this week? Yeah. So last let's year, uh, oh, go, go ahead, Michael. Last year um, at, at uh, my ex-wife's house, she had this plant called an elephant ear teacup. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. And the yeah, leaves, because the leaves were huge. She had yeah. an outside house. Anyway, as the summer was winding down and I was getting ready to move, I said to her, I said, um, can I take those and try to grow them indoors? And she says, they, she says, they're not really, they don't grow indoors. And I said, well, let me try it. So I put them in my, in, in my apartment and lo and behold, they started to grow. Now, over the course of this winter, up until maybe a week ago, as they grew, they, they, they didn't grow to even half their size. They were actually, the leaves were really small. I'm, I'm not gonna move my computer, but now that spring has hit here, cause we've had days that have been beautiful. Today was about 70 degrees. I wish I could show you the leaves on the teacup now because now they're much bigger. They're not as big as they'll be when they're outside in the summer. Well, you posted it on uh, Instagram, right? No, that was the, uh, I forgot the name of that plant. Um, oh, okay. That's the one that I've, that I've been posting almost every other day to okay. show the Okay, I thought it was the same one, gotcha. But the teacup plant now, there's two leaves on there that are so much bigger than the ones that grew during the winter. And they're not even close to what they'll be when they're outside in the summer. And as and the reason why I brought that up is because Casey had just said, with this kind of blooming and this, this smell, it does something to you. And when I wake up in the morning now and look at that plant, I feel like something's happening. Like it's bigger, like yeah. things are changing. So I totally get what you just said yeah. about it's interesting. that it does something to you. You should post something on your uh, Instagram so that well, by the time this drops, our, our listeners can check out that uh, that flower. So let, let's shift yeah. gears just a little bit. We're still talking spring cleaning and disrupting. But um, I, I'm curious for our listeners' sake as to what what are some ideas, what are some things that happen from a disruption standpoint in the four, what I would consider the four core areas of life, your mind, your body, your spirit, and your finances. Uh, so mental health, what are you guys doing to disrupt yourself mentally right now in, in order to continue to evolve? What's one tip that you can give our listeners? How do I describe this? So I'm, I'm currently uh, reading Joe Dispenza's book the second time called You Are the Placebo. Mm. And it's a fascinating book. And one of the things that it does is it, it forces you to look at your habitual 
or forces me to look at my habitual ways of thinking, feeling, acting. You look at, I looked at all my habits and then I wrote them down. I literally wrote down almost everything I am. And I asked the question, how do I do a 180 out of this? And it really fucking disrupted me when I asked that question because it was down to everything to how I get out of bed. You know, I get up in the morning, I lay there for a little while. It's like, okay, what's a 180 from that? Get out of the bed, make the bed. Mm-hmm. What do I eat? Like, so today, you know, I, I traditionally, you know, I do the coffee. I said, and I've been reading about the benefits of green tea. So I said, green tea today. Like the minute you catalog everything that you are, you start doing these 180s outside of that. If there's things that you like, you keep. But, and you address almost everything, your ability to, what do you focus on? What do you, what, what do you give energy to that you really don't need to? And I have a list of these things that I'm going to start to play with, but it was really uncomfortable. Like I was that is. really uncomfortable. I've done that before. And that is a, that's a really fascinating thing to go through because when you, when you break it down to the thoughts you think, to the habits that you have, to the actions that you take, to the words that you say, you're, you're literally facing something about who you are. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's something, there's more inside of you that you can create in the future, but you're realizing, okay, this is where I'm currently at. This is my entity right now. And so all of these things, these are things that I can change. I can change the words that I use. I can change the things that I do. I can change all of these. You know what it reminds me of um, is that Seinfeld episode where George realized that he did everything wrong. And if he did the opposite of George, then life would become good. And so in that episode, everything George did was great because it was the opposite. But it's the same concept. If we keep banging our heads against the wall doing the same things, why not deconstruct it, break it down? And say, what is it really that I'm doing and what could I change? And it's, it, it, like you said, it's tough to do. It is really hard to write that stuff down. But once you do, you come to a realization of it. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can do, I can change almost anything in here. Yeah. And it's yeah. mind-blowing. The so, tough part uh, was what Casey said, because Casey brought up a word earlier where he talked about the word momentum. Yeah. And what yeah. makes it tough is, you know, you, you do this 180 for two or three days and you can feel yourself slipping back into an old habit and there's that anxiety and you try to propel yourself out of it again and you yeah, slip back. Yeah. And if you've, if you've taken on too many 180s, it just can create such this, you, you just feel destabilized. And I think... Yeah, evolution that, doesn't happen all at once, right? Right, right. And that's the place yeah, we so need to be. you got to do be. one at a time. Yeah. 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 All right, Casey. So we talked to, with Miles about the mind. How about the spirit? What are you doing to disrupt your spirit right now to create some more spiritual growth, get in touch with your higher self, uh, have, have a better relationship with a higher power? What are, what are you doing to disrupt your spirit? He's doing ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't catch that. What is that? Yeah. Ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Yeah, I don't know what that is. 
but uh, <laughs> we'll let you look it up later. <laughs> I don't even know big, how to spell it. It'll take me it's years. Big in Nevada. <laughs> oh, it's big yeah. in Nevada. <laughs> um, that's that's interesting. I, to say how do my how am I disrupting my spiritual growth and development so that I can grow more spiritually in my life. Um, you know, I I I there's a lot of similarities in all of these, but. I know that I've made a conscious effort to be more um, focused on the daily input in my life of every aspect, mental, physical, spiritual, and we're also talking about financial, but the spiritual input that I give myself opens up a clarity of thought. So I will... I will read uh, my my scriptures every day. I will pray every day. I will. I love reading inspirational quotes. A lot of my Instagram that I follow are inspirational quotes. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Ha I don't follow just a one. Like I don't follow just all LDS quotes or just all whatever i i I've, I've searched a whole genre of spiritual enlightenment quotes and i love that and they'll pop up and i'll read them but um for me it's it it's been the focus on daily doing something that takes me away from the grind and puts my mind and my spirit in a space that time has no issue. There's no. There's no time issue, and that there's no. There's nothing else going on in that space. But the opportunity for me to listen, to learn, and then to apply what I've read, what I've felt come to me uh, in that in that moment to record in. I, I make notes when I read. Um, and that has been for me a really hard thing in the sense of the consistency of it. I've always, I've always done it, but I've never forced in my hand every single day to check certain boxes because I want the benefit. I'm really forcing myself to do that this time. So that's been a, been a real good disruption for me spiritually. Yeah, I think that's a great. Uh, point when you talk about that it's it's about reading hearing you know what's going on inside of your soul what is yeah. what is your spirit telling you yeah but then having a conscious and intentional practice where you then find a way to put that into yeah. uh, practical terms and because Steve, it, that's it, the it, hardest thing for me because i and maybe I overlook it and maybe it, it's more, it's just so subtle and it's just happening more often, but I beat myself up over the fact many times that I'm not putting in practice what I really feel I believe on a daily basis. And I, so I have to be careful with that uh, in, in the sense of being too hard on myself with that. Yeah. Which is a, that that's a spiritual practice, right? It's yeah. Self-compassion. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, there's a spirit to everything, you know, our, yes. our bodies are, and our, uh, in nature, there's a spirit to everything that yep. is when, when you think about creation, for instance, if I'm going to create a building, the spiritual creation happens in the mind. It's the visualization. It's the writing down. It's the 
planning. It's the architect and the engineer coming together to spiritually create this building before we then physically create it and start to dig holes and put beams in and do all of that other right. stuff. And our our personal spiritual creation is the same way. We have to have an intentional focus on it, create some blueprints. But at some point, if we're not digging in the ground to actually put some work into it, I, I think that spiritual growth stops. And so yeah. I think it's a great, uh, great thing. You know, you think about self-compassion. I, I, I believe that compassion, um, uh, self-compassion is one of the most important things that's needed right now. I yeah. think that, uh, we're, we're coming out of a very difficult time. I don't think we're completely out of it, obviously, but we're coming out of a, a time where the lockdowns and the economic disruption and political divisiveness have really thrown people for a loop. I mean, yes. uh, it, we've never experienced anything like this pandemic. And so understanding that what we did and how we adapted to the pandemic was probably the best that we could and saying and and literally telling ourselves hey you know what that's the best i had right then yeah. uh, but what can i learn from it and showing compassion as we move forward to disrupt now it doesn't mean that all of our habits and our patterns that we are doing are great or that we want to keep them but there definitely is a need for self-compassion and i think that when we show that self-compassion the spirit will grow um, what no, about, I, I agree. I, I think one thing on that, that I had a discussion a week or so ago, kind of around that. And I, I had a moment of clarity and I, and I thought, you know, it's important in this crazy situation we've all found ourselves in this last year is to take time to recognize the wins because we can right. beat up each other and the system and everything till we're just so uptight and angry or we can stop and, and recognize personal family societal wins that have also come out of this really weird crappy time too so i think that's important for the spirit yeah well i'll tell you one of the best things from my perspective that came out of this is i can now go into the dmv and be in and out in less than 10 minutes. And I mean, how many years have you gone through the DMV? Yeah. It is. I mean, it's unbelievable. But this I'm going pandemic to DMV thinking, I wish us. I had my pistol on my hip so I could shoot my yeah. way in and shoot my way out. Well, think about what we've done in society that we've just said, well, that's how we always do it. Right, and now all of a right. sudden, I've had to go get um, license plates for two different cars. Yeah. I had to take my son to get in his driver's license. Right. And when I'm going to get in license plates, I'm, I literally show up at the time that I'm scheduled. I walk up there. They give me my license plate. I'm in and out in five minutes. That has yeah. never happened to me in my <laughs> 44 years of life up until yeah. this time. But yet the pandemic forced us to do that. And yeah. so when we think about what did the pandemic force us to do, now it's time to disrupt and say, okay, we're going to be on the tail end of this year uh, very soon. And so what are we going to disrupt and push in a different direction? So let's shift gears just a little bit. I want to talk financials. Um, financial health, I think, is an important area for people to, to disrupt and to uh, to really come to an awareness. And, and, and I'll start it out. So one of the things that I, hit me was that I 
on and off, I have been very, very detailed with our financials. And I say on and off because I always watch them and I always have this passion and this drive for building overall wealth, but I don't watch them in the same way that I do if I'm running a business. So if I'm running a business, I'm looking at every penny spent. I'm looking at the ins and the outs. I'm looking at what's the profit margin, what's our growth. Yeah. And at, at some point it just hit me and I thought, why am I not doing that? My, my own personal finances are more important than any business that I've ever run or owned. Um, why am I not doing that with my, my business, essentially my family. And so I, started going through and creating a general ledger for our for our life and uh, started, was looking at some expenses. And the other day I came home and was just flabbergasted. I told my wife, I said, it's embarrassing. But in the month of January, we spent more on eating out than we did on groceries. And she <laughs> laughed and said, we're idiots. Let's not do that again. I said, yeah, we're, we're on the same page with it. So I had to disrupt the way that I was sometimes really detailed and sometimes not in our financial management and what that is doing now. The benefit of that is that's allowing me to find money that's sitting on the table so that I can invest it and create better sources of income for me. How about you guys? Uh, financial spring cleaning or financial disruption happening in your life right now? Um. I'm going to go. I'm going to hang myself for the rest of the world. I'm crucifying myself. <laughs> I love how I, you just leaned right into the microphone. It's almost like you're eating your microphone right now. Well, because I need to be really close for this because of what I'm myself. Um, <laughs> I am financially illiterate. I have spent a great portion of my life making a lot of money, making a little money. I've made tons of money. I've spent tons of money, have not paid attention to it. But the upside of that is now I have a brand new toy to play with. It's called financial literacy. Um, I started, as Steve, you know, this last week, paid off every single credit card. So I have no credit card debt. Mm. I don't have a lot of overhead. I've never had carried a lot of overhead, a lot of debt, but I got rid of the credit cards. And now I signed up to this financial nerd wallet and I'm starting to look at how to manage uh, credit card debt. If there's, there's, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a financial planner and he said, there's the consumer way and then there's the business way to play with credit cards. And he said, if you do it the business way, your credit score goes up. And I have a really good credit score. It goes up. But he said, you have to manage this properly. And without going into details of it, it's just, this is my disruption of starting mm -hmm. now, of really paying attention to finance. Um, I've signed up, I've subscribed to so many different um, YouTube uh, places uh, to look at what financial planners talk about, what, what entrepreneurs, how they go about looking at it. So I've disrupted myself at age 62 to start looking at all these things. Yeah, that's well, awesome. I mean, there, there really the, is no, no way uh, or no, no, no too late time. 
Yeah, and it's funny ahead. because I I know who Ramsey is, and um, yeah, I mean I I just know his name and what he what he is. And he you're right, that, I'm gonna look at everybody. I'm gonna yeah, look at that everybody. Financial Financial Peace University is like a eight twelve week course you do online at your house. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's really good. I'm gonna look at everything now. It's yeah. Like I said, I got a brand new toy now. It's called finances. Yeah. You know, Steve, that question is interesting. As, a, as you guys are talking, I'm thinking um, as everything's intertwined, how how much emotion is in financial management? And oh, for sure. Health, you know, good, good, healthy, bad, horrible, everything, and it has the. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think about this. I look back on my as we're talking on my financial emotions and I was, I was raised in a home where um, the many times the, the conversation was more about um, uh, on the financial side was it, it felt like we were tripping over a um, hundred dollar bills to pick up a penny uh, attitude. And it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was so skewed on the side of this dollar means more than this that I have found myself in that emotion on the other side several times of um, not being healthy with money because of the emotions that I had growing up with it and the way yeah. it was presented and managed in my home. And I understand why am I father was the way he was because of his upbringing, but I, it does, you know, it, and so all those things play into it. And, and for me, um, you know, I'm entering a, a stage of life, Steve, you're already there with your oldest daughter. Uh, we have, you know, we have three kids and we have uh, our oldest will be going to college next year. Um, we've, uh, you know, we're really in that, that pivotal years where how much, how much help do we need to be for our kids in college financially versus I, I don't, I think every kid has to have buy-in. Um, I think that there has to be a good balance there on that. That, I mean, that could be another topic for another day, but for us, it's what is, what are we, what are we willing to do to help that financial situation of the next five to 10 years for our children to, so that they cannot, so they can go through the experiences they're going through and not feel weighed down in acquiring educational debt or feeling that they're burdening mom and dad or things like that. And so that's a conversation yeah. we're having. And that's a big disruption right now for yeah. us because we're, we're also in that mode. Like we just uh, last week purchased another vehicle for our daughter that's getting her driver's license, you know, we, you know, things like that. So those all things, are great, but they're also disruptions and, and they're also make you think like, okay, so if I want X, what does it take to get us to X without adding burden and, and just, and just going down that emotionally healthy financial path of preparing, being patient. And then the reward comes when you can make that strong financial decision because you're in a great, healthy financial, emotional state. And that's where I'm at. The disruption for me is really seeing all the things that we want to accomplish in the next five to 10 years. And what do we need to be doing today and tomorrow and the next day 
so that that five, 10 year goal is not only attainable, but it's extremely comfortable and it's exciting once you get there. And so that for me, that's how I look at my financial health right now. Yeah, yeah that's great. Well, and we are we are coming short on time, but I think the last thing we want to uh, throw out there to our listeners is how are you disrupting your body? I think that uh, we've discussed this on some recent uh, short episodes of that in America, we are sitting at uh, 70% plus of, and that's including people that are obese, 70% plus of Americans are overweight. That certainly feeds into a lot of other health issues. And so I think disruption of our current health or lack of health practices is something to ask yourself. Um, but how about you, our listeners, when you look at your mind, your body, your spirit, and your finances, what are you going to do to disrupt How are you going to spring clean as you go into this springtime and as we come out of this pandemic? So on that note, it's time for us to wrap up another Evolve podcast. I want to thank my uh, guests and co-hosts today, uh, Mr. Las Vegas and uh, Mr. Chef to the Amish sitting there in Ohio. Uh, we've had a great conversation today, and we hope that you, our listeners, took something with you that are going to help you on your personal evolution. Uh, we do have the Disrupt t-shirts that are on our website, and uh, we hope that you will pick some of those up to uh, continue to evolve. Uh, Casey, how do people find us at the Evolve podcast and join the Evolve community? Yes, we would love to have everyone join the conversation. Our webpage is evolve-cast.com. Instagram is at evolve underscore cast. Uh, we've been talking, obviously, specifically about disrupt, disruption uh, things in our lives in a good way. So please join that conversation. Uh, we know that uh, we can all learn from each other and everyone has a great story to tell. So please come share it with us in our, on our website and at our Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Great. And Mr. No More Credit Card Debt and learning the ways of finance. Miles, how do people pick up some of our Evolve apparel? Well, let's just jump onto our website. Um... Go to gear and just take a look at all of the cool stuff we got. Like I said, we got the real meditate, real men meditate shirts out. Um, a bunch of new stuff coming down the line. Just go onto the website, take a good look at it. And also, again, start to create your community with us, your evolved community. Grab your friends, grab everybody, sit down, talk about evolving, no matter how grand it is or how small it is. There's no. <clears throat> One size fit all evolution, right? We all do it at different rates, different paces, different times in our lives. So let's just get going and start to do it. Yeah, the quality of your life is going to be dependent on the number of times, the frequency at which you disrupt your life. So we want to thank you for listening to another Evolve episode uh, or another episode of the Evolve podcast, a podcast that explores personal evolution through our choices and overcoming the challenges that life throws at us. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Evolve podcast, Disrupt 2, time for spring cleaning. Join us next time as we talk to Dr. Skylar Main, professional athlete doctor. Skyler shares some great tips on staying healthy for life for all of your athletic, health, and wellness goals.